Welcome back, everybody, to the ALG podcast. And of course, as always, happy Friday. By the time you're listening to this, it is Friday afternoon, so it's that Friday feeling. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest all the way out from California, my homie, my home dog, the man that has lost over 200 pounds, the homie Sugar Free Rich. Sugar Free, how the fuck you doing? Uh, dude, come on, man. I'm living the dream out here, bro. You living the dream. Like Cali dreaming. Yeah, well, we got the wildfires going on. It's a little tough to breathe out there, but otherwise, like I said, uh, I got no complaints, man. Life is good. Okay. What part of Cali are you in? I'm in LA, man. I'm right in Hollywood. Literally, I could literally look oh. out Walk of Fame. You know what I mean? I'm literally right here. So nice. yeah, awesome. That, that is for awesome. A year and a half um, in Hollywood. And I, uh, like I said, I bounced around. I live in a bunch of different places, but I'm here eight years in LA. Not nice. so my, my claim to, I've only been to LA once. All right. And it was, it was over 4th of July weekend. I had two claim to fame moments there. Number one, so I had a buddy of mine who was pretty pretty high up in the the male modeling of LA, and wow. so he's friends with a bunch of LA Galaxy players, all this kind of stuff, and we ended up going. Originally, he got himself on the docket to go to um, the Kardashians Fourth of July party, and I was <laughs> I was there, and they wouldn't let us in. Uh, they wouldn't That's let me it. in. Um, what do you mean? Got to the gate, and it was like really that whole like yeah. There's like no scene where they're like, like sorry. But then, uh, but then I feel cool because I went to Nar. I went. To, I ended up going to Nigel Houston's bachelor or uh, birthday party, so I was kind of. Oh, cool. I got a funny story about that guy. But I don't even know. Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. It's hilarious. Well, long story short, he came to the Apple Store one day, and I had no idea who this guy was, right? And I was, I was, I'm the manager, right, at the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the employees like, yo, yo, you gotta come. Like, there's this guy. He's kind of like. You know, he doesn't want to wait for a genius bar appointment. You know, there's always a wait for a genius bar appointment. Yeah. Right? There's always a long wait. And I'm like, I walk up to the guy, and he's just like the rudest, like, he's so unkind. I'm trying to, like, find a way. And I was just like, I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to leave. And I don't know. We're going to have to go. Right? I just swear. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm I'm, so sorry, man. You got to you got to take a walk, dude. That's amazing. Like, I'm out, you know? And and all the employees were like, dude, do you have any idea who that guy is? And I was like. I don't have any. I don't care. I'm trying to protect your experience. I don't care about anybody else's experience right now. It's all about yours. And it's like, that's not you, Houston. I'm like, still have no idea who that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually know who he is now, which is hilarious because, uh, you know, I like look a little bit more into skating. All that stuff. Cause some of the skaters work out at Dog Pound, and it's funny because I like met a few and like, um, no, he's actually like a good guy. Just in that moment, it was tough because he just didn't want to wait. But like that I said, broken cell phone against the best of us. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I don't compromise, but uh, that's hilarious that you uh, that you had to run into that guy too. But that's funny. Yeah, no, no, no. But LA, that that is funny. That is really funny. The door in Los Angeles, you get denied the door, like uh, in you know in Wayne's World, and uh, yes, trying to get it's like the best scene <laughs> ever. You know, and they're like a lot of people's girlfriends are in there. You know? <laughs> a lot of girlfriends are in there. <laughs> All right. So Sorry. before we start off, let me finish our introductions. Yeah. I, of course. MJRP's journey, otherwise known as John Arpino. And of course, I'm joined by my very special, my guest host, my partner in crime, David Roden, otherwise known as Fit underscore D Rock. Yeah, and then yeah, we can actually start the show because, you know, that was a real intro. You know what hurts my soul, though? <laughs> I'm wearing a black shirt, so you can't, I can't do my pec dance. Like, you can't tell I'm doing the pecs. I can't. Oh, are you pecking? I'm totally pecking right now. You can't see it. I got, I got, I got I, this is weird. I'm not wearing a cutoff for the first time in 17 episodes. Wow. And it feels weird. You fucking pecker. I got the black shirt. What was going on? <laughs> Where were you earlier? Wait, am I just taking off my shirt? We're just gonna do it. Am I just taking the shirt off and we're doing a pack dance right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I love it. 
absolutely not. All right. So, Rich, I have been trying my damnedest to get you on this podcast for a minute. And every time we schedule it, one of us has to end up canceling. So I'm so happy that we're finally sitting down face to face for honestly the first time, you know, besides an Instagram screen. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, where it's a little back and forth. And I had bounced home for a little while. I was trying to see if we could work a workout. But right. like you said, you go home and you're there. And it's like you're on a world tour. You got to just make sure you go see everybody, big family. You know what I mean? Everybody exactly. has to lose all this weight everybody's got to see so i apologize we couldn't link that no of course um like i said no nah, i'm thrilled man and i uh obviously like a huge fan i don't know a ton of it's it's, it's david right david it's david yes yeah david, david. Sorry, now, like somehow he spoke and then it showed his name but long story <laughs> yeah no, i'm sorry like it's a full intro but yeah i uh i don't know a ton about your story but um obviously uh just just a huge fan and um if you guys are working together i'm sure it's, it's just as epic um, I appreciate that. No one should ever be a fan of me. I'm just an everyday jerk off, but I really do appreciate that. I well, do. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I've been following your journey. So it's really funny, actually, for those that don't know who Rich is. So me and Rich have a mutual friend. We have two mutual friends. Um, and I stumbled across Rich because of my um, wrestling trainer, Bull James. Mm -hmm. And Rich's really good friend is former WWE guy, Enzo Amore. So, you know, Bull and, and Enzo, they're friends. They came up together. And, you know, one day Bull looks at me and goes, yo, do you know who this guy is? And it, yeah. it was and it was Rich. And I was like, yeah, dude, I absolutely know who that is. I was like, yo, I've been following him for a minute. He was in Enzo's video a couple of years back, whatever the case was. And he was like, yeah, dude, you guys need to link and talk and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. You know, I think that you guys can really inspire one another and make a long story short. We, fought, we started following each other and we've yet to cross paths in real life. Person, but yeah. we're here now, so we're going to totally talk about the man of the hour, Rich. So, Rich, why don't you take me back? Originally, you're not from California. You're from Jersey, right? I'm a Jersey guy, bro. Yeah, born, born and raised out there. And um, like I say, I, I, uh, I lived out there up until um, when I moved to Cali. I was in November 2012, so I spent my whole life out there. And um, I grew up, my family had a restaurant right in, uh, in Hillsdale, New Jersey. So it's my aunt and uncle who own it, and my mother worked there since she was a kid. And uh, – it was a fried chicken and pizza joint. You know what I mean? Nice. Uh, Ch chicken Delight is the name. Don't cook tonight, call Chicken Delight, right? Hey. You know, they had a few of them, you know what I mean? But um, like I said, I kind of, uh, you know, was was it, always in the restaurant environment, like as a kid, you know what I mean? As right. Eight years old, seven years old, you, you know, you're still running around. And then uh, when I was, uh, I was 11, actually, they told me one day I wasn't going to football practice that, uh, that I was going to work at the restaurant, you know? So... I, uh, I went in, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. They paid me five bucks an hour and I, I started working, you know, and, uh, you know, I was kind of always a big kid. So being surrounded by food all day, wasn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Told me to cook, told me to do all that stuff. And, um, like I said, yeah, I, uh, I grew up doing that. That's what I always thought I was going to do, you know? Right. And you were always a heavy set kid, right? Oh yeah, brother. I, I mean, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, I was, I was pushing 300. If I didn't think it was, I was definitely pushing 300 in sixth grade. And, yeah. um, you like, Never forget those moments, you know, where you have to do like the weigh-ins. Like, of course. Okay, school, you get the weigh-in, you go up there. And my, my last name starts with an A and it's only like, so basically Enzo, his last name starts with an A too. So he's like right after me, but the kid in front of me, like barely even touching over a hundred, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, 150 there, they moved the big dial, you know, they got a <laughs> couple ways. It was even to a point after a while where, you know, like, like you get to a certain age and they can't move the dial any further. You know, they yeah. just, he's just like, all right, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Don't overthink it. But the whole class is like sitting, watching the scale as they're moving the thing along. And you're like embarrassed and shit. But then you kind of learn to accept it. You know, you kind of just keep a smile on, try to, 
you know, make people, you know, make of people course. laugh. And, you know, have so, so wait, let me get this straight. You and Enzo literally went to elementary school together? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, I know. He, I mean, he was a wild one. Like I said, he was. That's right. I want to know what what is what is sugar free rich before the sugar free and Enzo Mori like yeah, in elementary school. Well, this is my homie. Yeah, that, this is my brother since we were probably I met him when we were probably like nine, wow, nine years old. So I know him for over twenty years, and uh, we became you know really really good brothers in in uh, in high school. And um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I kind of got picked on a little bit by him for a little while when, right. we were, when I was playing football. They just loved you know, it was a big guy, but it was so easy to get me down. You know, of course. Brothers running laps, you know, you could just come over and just tap me and I'll just fall over, you know? <laughs> you know what? No, I love playing, you know what I'm saying? That was the thing. If I was running, it's one thing. But if you're just playing all line, you're all right. But, yeah, no, that's my brother for, for years, man, you know? And we've, we've stayed close throughout, you know, all, all, like, whatever journey it was, whether I came out to California or, you know, when he made his way down to uh, to Tampa and Orlando in order to start uh, his career in the WWE, like, you know, that's just, that's a brother, you know? Yeah, old, no, that, old, that, old. that's really awesome. That's really awesome. So you were, you were an active kid. It sounds like you were playing football and whatnot. I played it when I was young. Um, yeah. You know, they give you a nickname. Mine was detour. Cause it was tough to get around. I was a lot, you know, detour. <laughs> they gave you that name. Okay. They don't pronounce your last name when you messed up on a, you know what I mean? Like just a yeah. in the coach's perspective, but uh, yeah, I did play, uh, I did play football, but like I said, it was only um, up until, like I said, probably seventh grade, I think. Okay. Seventh grade. Okay. You know, then I then I just started working. And like I said, you're surrounded by your family. It's like a busy environment. They're putting money in your pocket. You're like, why wouldn't I just do this? Like right. Said, that was it for me. I thought that's what I was going to do. So so working in the food industry at such a young age and, you, you know, battling probably what was early signs of a food addiction probably wasn't that, you know, great. <laughs> no. No. Well, let, yeah. Let's call it what it is, you know, and I think uh, – you know, you forget the scenario because, you know, as you're like working through the day, it's, it's so funny because you like are constantly just tasting things and, and picking at stuff. Right. And then right. You realize like at the end of the day, what, what you've consumed. And then by the end of it, it's a scenario where like, you're like, oh, can I stop at 7-Eleven? Then you get all the candy and you get all the, you know, because that's what I love. You know, you get right. Lunchables, you go to bed and, you know, you, you, lunchables, you, go, you know, whatever the hell it is. Like, yeah, you know, you just, you just love food. And I've always loved food. If you ever, you know, thought of me, it was always like, where are we going to go to eat? You know, yeah, you know, I feel I you. That guy, you know? and, uh, I lived with that persona and, you know, I lived it after I had left my family's restaurant. I moved to the city and uh, I was working for Apple at the time. So I, I worked at the Apple store on Fifth Avenue. And um, like I said, yeah, I was, uh, it was a great scenario to kind of break away from food for a little bit, but I would never break away from those habits. Right. You know, there was just something that I carried with me forever is, uh, you know, kind of like the overeating and, you know, finding a scenario where, uh, you know, every emotion so so what was like a forget working in the restaurant days but like post restaurant days working in the apple store what was like a normal day of eating for you and what, what would, how old were you just general idea like, oh, like 19 when i started i was at, at apple i was tw i was 22 so i worked 22. at my family restaurant for about 10 11 years and then i decided to leave which is tough and then i yeah I, I went to apple uh when i was um when i was 22 roughly yeah so i um you know i, I kind of lived in a scenario for me where it was you know, you, you always found a moment to eat. And for me, like I, I would find moments where even if you knew, like, let's say for instance, you were going to meet somebody for breakfast, or you're meeting somebody for lunch, you meet somebody, whatever it is, you would always have a moment when you were alone where you would just binge eat like a nut. Of course. Yeah. And so I would find myself in a scenario where like, you know, you'd be on your way to the restaurant or you'd be on your way to go to lunch, you'd pull into a drive-thru or you'd right. you know, load up on, you know, snacks. I'm big, like, um, gummy bears and candy and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I would hammer that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, so you had a sweet tooth. 
you oh, you od had yeah, a sweet tooth. not for like cake or anything like that but it was candy right like okay. then it got, you know obviously you know not to say and what was the reasoning do you have any idea what was it what i mean obviously you can look back and kind of make any scenario you want out of it was it like a a shame kind of like i need to eat half of what i want to so i don't have to eat as much when i'm there or what was like the reasoning behind it or do you not know you, you know what i because i'll be honest with you i i was blessed enough to have uh, apple gave me resources to go to actual like therapy sessions right so okay. i like sat down with a therapist over this last year like through my journey and talk some of that stuff out and i think the interesting part was you know i kind of like i said i coped with emotions and i'm, I'm a pisces so i like just carry so much emotion with me and you know, I'm, I've always been attached to people, right? If you're in a restaurant, you're constantly surrounded by people. And for me, it was one of those things where I love to connect with somebody. So I always like take on all the emotions of every single person that yeah. I, meet. you know, when I was in a small town doing it, it was one thing, but then you go into New York city and all of a sudden stories get real, right? right. And right. LA, get real and you're like bringing them home. And as you like continue to kind of elevate your position um, within the company and, you know, you start to take on stories that are not just a customer you're only going to see once, but you know, the emotions of the employees that are there that are struggling just to make ends meet. Like there's all these things that um, for me, I had to work through. So by the time the day had ended, I needed to refuel my bucket. And for me, the way that I refueled my bucket was to sit there and just like slam family sized bags of Swedish fish or slam like right. you know, the five pound bag of gummy bears that Amazon. See, that's now. so fascinating. I could, oh, you could, hey. four, even 400 pound David, yeah. I couldn't handle chewy stuff like, like this. No. Uh -uh. Yeah. Oh no. no. I mean, I, I, that was like, for me, it was insane. Cause you would, you know, I even work, work in Apple, like I said, because there was a point where, like, I had gotten to, you know, a stage in my life where um, my addiction to eating was, was so rough, and I, like, always want to do it alone, obviously. It's not like I'm going to Of course. Myself. I didn't have anybody, you know, to do it, but even my roommate. Unless your name's Gormy, then, right. then he right, loves to do it in front, in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He loved, yeah. No, he was a savage. Uh, yeah, yeah no doubt about that. But I, I would actually, like, like, I actually ended up taking on, um, like, a different, because they're a 24-hour store, the one that's on Fifth Avenue. So they had like offered me because I was living with someone else at the time. So they had offered me the ability to work like through the night and then she worked through the day. So I could just like binge eat all day because there was no one that was in the house, you know? Mm -hmm. So you go and, you know, you you'd get the pizzas or, you know, if it was a, you know, if it was a late night where, you know, she was out or she was sleeping, you know, you get the DiGiorno's, you know, and you go to CVS or Dwayne Reed, just get all the big family size, like I said, bags of candy and shit. And like, I, yeah. I you know, I just consumed, uh, incredible amounts of food and you know there's nothing that was stopping it you know like right the relentless piece and you know then I, when i got uh, when i got to la i lived out here with my homie and um you know like full transparency like you know i probably said this to the therapist maybe a handful of people but like i was in a scenario where um you know he would always be like hey can you like try to request off weekends you know so we could have like the same days off so we can go do shit you know and I'd be like, ah, well, it's kind of tough. But the reason why I would say it was tough is because I needed a day during the week where I was alone in the in the house just right. to slam food, like to take yep. out that emotion. Like whatever right. that was, that's how I cope with it. You know, you go to the supermarket, spend 50 bucks, you get a loaf of bread this big and make, make a hero. You know, right. you get a pound of meat, pound of cheese, whatever you, you know, big bag of chips, like just eating like a nut. And, you know, and then you make the realization that, uh, you know, start leading some health problems. Right. You know? And I didn't necessarily know. I just felt it. And what did that? So okay. So, where, where did you ever go to the like? Did you ever go to the doctor and 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 find out? Okay, this is my bill of health. Or you were just going based off of okay, I feel like shit. I probably have X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, maybe it's time to nip this in the bud. 
Yeah, so um, in May of last year, and, I, and I'll never forget it, because um, I, I ran into a scenario where, like, I, I just kept getting sick. Like, I was literally calling out of work like a nut, and I was in a scenario where, like, a common cold would just, like, knock me out. And I was laying in bed, and I was in a scenario, and I, at the time, I was probably about 440. I, I didn't, hadn't weighed myself in God knows how long, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. 450, whatever. Um, and I didn't know, but like I said, like you said, I, I, I felt it, you know, and uh, I'll never forget it because there was this day where like I knew because I was so ill, like so, so, so sick, like with my stomach and um, just like colds, all that stuff. The immune system was just so shot, but I, uh, I'll never forget. I just laid there and I knew I had to make a change. And I like, you know, kind of just, I don't know if I prayed to the universe, to God, whoever it was. I was just like, you know, I got to do something. I got to do something. I got to, I said it aloud. I got to change yeah. my life. You know, for me, that like went to the most obvious thing. It's like quit your job, yeah, move somewhere else. Like you're just talking about every single step that you could take. That's like the most drastic. And um, you know, I was in a scenario where, um, like I said, I I didn't know really where to start, but I had like a really good relationship. Um, I was a manager at the time at Apple, um, and I had a senior leader that I had a really good relationship with, and she was like, well why don't we see what we can do? Why don't we try to accommodate you in some way to be able to, like I said, just see if there's a, maybe like a step down position, something like that. And um, I didn't actually end up stepping down from the position, but the crazy thing, can I keep running? I'm oh, of course, fire, man. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, when I'm in it, I'm going. So oh, I'm go, baby. In. The crazy thing was that uh, I, I ran into a scenario where literally two days after I had like laid there and like I said, I, I prayed to Yes. Universe, God, whatever it is. Um, Enzo hits me up and he's like, yo, I'm coming out to LA. And I was like, oh, what are you coming out to LA for? Like in my mind, I'm like, oh God, last person I want to see. Cause he's the only one that would ever like really go in on me for it. Uh -huh. but the worst mental and physical space I'd ever been in. Right. In my right. Whole and I'm laying there and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing him say it. And I'm like, oh God. And he's saying, yeah, you know what? I, I, I met this girl. She's a trainer at a gym in New York and um, they're open up they're opening up a facility in LA. They're having a big party and they're, they're flying us out. She asked me if I want to go. And I was like, well, this is the most unbelievable thing. So why not? <laughs> like, why not take that, not take that opportunity in my mind? I'm saying to myself, Oh shit, I got to see him, you know? Yeah. Um, but long story short, um, he literally flies in, he goes to that party and he runs into a scenario where, um, like through the party, he like meets the owner of this gym, right? This dude, Kirk. Right. Uh -huh. And, um, he literally meets this guy. And he calls me like immediately. He's like, yo, whatever you're doing tomorrow, cancel, cancel, whatever you're doing. If you're going, supposed to go to work. Don't go to work. Whatever you had planned, do not do it. <laughs> yo, I hear him in my head. Telling yeah. He just says, he's like, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. He's like yelling at me. I'm like, dude, he's like, you gotta come meet the guy who owns this gym. I set it up. Just listen to me. He's like, fuck you. Listen to me. Do right. it. Like in my mind, I'm saying to myself, like, what the hell does this guy want to meet you for? But then I'm saying to myself, you just asked the universe for help. And all of a sudden the guy who owns a gym wants to meet you. And I don't right. even know who this guy is. I don't know anything about what is going on. What am I going to do? I never went to the gym in my life. If I ever ran my mouth, I was walking around with all these, you know, all the meatheads yeah. help me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was always Jack. I just was the guy making pizza. You know what I yeah. mean? Brian chicken. I didn't know. <laughs> so, and I, I'm getting to the reason why I went to the doctor. So what is happening is that, Basically, uh, I go into this facility, right? I go into this dog pound facility, this palace that Kirk built over here in West Hollywood. This unbelievable facility he built, whatever. And um, I get a chance to meet him. And we talk for a little bit. And he was actually, uh, he had congestive heart failure at like 20, 21 years old. So he was about 300. And he's not a tall guy, so he didn't wear it too well. But he basically ran. He had CHF in his, in his late 20s? 
that's what I'm saying. Early, early twenties. Holy shit! Yeah. What do you do? What, what what do you mean what do you do like I'm just, move i'm just <laughs> like chf like that's genetics that's mostly yeah, yeah, yeah that was, sucks well he was he was 300 plus also yeah 300 plus oh, okay. also, like, probably five four five he's a short guy so okay yeah he's not a big guy but long story i mean he's got an incredible story but um long story short we connect and obviously he understood where i was at i'll never forget because he like he literally he was already in the middle of a training session he like paused it for a second and he tells me he's like get on the ground and I'm like, get on the ground. What the hell am I doing? Like, you know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I mean, mind you, I'm in this gym. There's like, you know, there's Victoria's Secret Angels in the back. I'm 400 <laughs> pounds. The gut's hanging out. I barely even have any, I don't have any gym clothes. I just put on whatever I thought was gym clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And he tells me again on the ground. And he has me start doing some like bird dog, you know, like kind of stretching my arm out, stretching my, just to see if my mobility, you know what I mean? And that right. affected, um, you know, it was, it was an incredible gesture, but he says, you know, I, I want to offer you 25 free sessions. And I was like, yo, that's like the kindest thing anybody ever did for me, you know? And I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, like, you're not going to go. And my half of my brain's like, there's no fucking way you're going. But then the other half goes back to that moment. It's like, you just asked for help. How yep. are you not going to, how are you not going to fulfill it? You know? So, um, I show up to one, you know, I had, she had a chance to work out. So, you know, Yeti, the guy who won tough enough. Did you yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeti was the first trainer I worked with and he was a WWE wrestler. So we had like an immediate connection, you know, and he was a fat boy at one time too. Not Yeah. Me. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. He was a fat boy. I can show you some <laughs> whatever. He loves when I call him that, you know, and uh, long story short, you know, um, they started to see me go for the sessions, you know, and I kind of committed. And what was crazy is, is that I had already kind of had a conversation about shifting some things up at work at, at Apple and, they were like, well, what do you need? Everything about them was about what do you need, you know? They're That's so, awesome. They're so pro people, you know? Yeah. So just to continue the story, long story short, what ends up happening is that um, when they see that I was committed, they're like, yo, when was the last time you went to the doctor? And I was like, come on, dude. You think I went yeah. to the doctor in the last 10, 12 years? I'm scared <laughs> to go to the doctor. Nobody's going to tell me. You have your ticking time. He's going he's gonna to tell yeah. me I'm fat. I'm going to yeah. say, yeah. I, I, he's going to, I'm going to say, I drink my water. I work out. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just fine, you know? No, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's a dozen donuts. Like right. when you tell a dentist that you, you floss twice a day. No, no, right. we don't. Right. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never, that's one of the worst things. You already have that sugar addiction. You know, you can't repair the teeth. A lot of things can be repaired. It's the teeth you have to invest all these thousands of dollars into. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get into that another point. But long story short, I go to the doctor, right? And I'm like, yo, just run the gauntlet. I'm scared shitless. Run the gauntlet, whatever you got. So obviously they tell me I was pre-diabetic, thank God. And I had no idea. I, I thought I was already in it because I had like a tingle in my thigh. I was having little, you know, I had this thing. I yeah. start it up. You're like, yo, you're screwed. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But uh, pre-diabetic, obviously, like, you know, morbidly obese, they throw all these terms out. And then he tells me I got a, uh, he told me I had a liver problem, right? But not from booze. I never drank. Thank fatty God. You got a fatty liver. Fatty liver, you know what yep. I mean? Yep. He tells me I got to go get an ultrasound on it. So I, you know, I go and, you know, I'm making these appointments. And, you know, I kind of was, you know, going through that process, saying to myself, like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, you, you just beat out a lot of problems. Like, you were blessed in that way. One half of my family, you know, my dad's side, they're very lucky. My grandmother's 90. She's still running around like a nut. Still, yeah. if AC was still was safe, she'd still be going back and forth. She would go once a week, <laughs> drive herself down. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'd but she's got good health. And that side gave me good health. And they protected me in this situation, you know. And um, long story short, I was in a scenario where it mentally got to me, you know, because right. I realized, like, I did this to myself. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like I was the one that continued every day to do this. Now it might've been outside factors and things that, you know, you always blamed it on that even made you even eat, eat even more, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and no, it was a scenario for me where, uh, you know, I kind of ran into where the, the, the mental health hit a wall, you know? Right. And um, the insane part is that I, uh, I broke down. I went into Apple the next day after I'd gotten those results back that, you know, I had to obviously make a lot of change. And, um, and they, they supported me in ways that you couldn't even imagine. I, I, I sat down with um, my store leader at the time, a woman, Talene, that's at, uh, that was at the Grove. And she, um, she was like, well, you know, Apple has resources to help you in this environment. I was like, well, I know that I've been with the company long enough, but like, right. I, I would never want to like take advantage of anything. You know, she's like, well, this is literally what it's here for. Right. So she gave me the number so I could begin a conversation to talk to people about, you know, going to like a therapy session. But the reality is, is that Apple, um, as crazy as this sounds and what they offered to me is they, they actually offered me uh, a scenario where they would give me like a year off. If I wanted a year off, they would, wow. right. They would pay me. Holy shit take care of my, take care of my health. Like when they found out I had a liver problem, they're like, well, what do you need? All I kept saying is what do you need? Right. Wow. Imagine I was in a scenario where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a year is like a lot of time. I don't, I don't think that I would need a year, but you know, maybe, maybe six months, you know, maybe I'll take months to really like address some of the things that I'm going through. And, um, you know, the help that I had asked for, right. was now imagine you had Apple gives you the best resources possible for your mental health. Right they sourced out an incredible therapist right here on San Vicente, um, Dr. Howard Cohen, just one of the best people I ever met in my life. And then you have Dog Pound, who's like adopting you, right? In a scenario right. where like, you know, we're gonna help you take care of your physical health. So all I had to do was focus on nutrition. Right. Right. I was in a scenario where the universe just couldn't have blessed you. It yeah. could not have blessed you. And I know to this day that no one will probably ever have a story that could even like, Yeah remotely resemble it right unless you had bread or maybe maybe there's just companies out there that want to do the same thing but right i was See, in a scenario. yeah i i love that for two different two different things that hits me hard with just so far into your story number one um the power of like pain like everyone fears pain and it and it's like it's this um like we all make change for one of two reasons we want more pleasure we want to, we want to feel better or we don't want to feel so shitty. Like that's it. Like that's, that's the, we make our decisions for those two reasons. And this is where I get really caught up in a lot of people that kind of float. It's so easy, but like when you go to the doctor and you get that like painful, that, that headspace, like you're in some shit, like you can, you can run away from it for, for as long as you want. But when you head it head on, it sucks. Like it's gonna, it's, but it's, it's so powerful. Like, whatever that way to create pain, I love it, where it's staying, staying in front of the, the mirror naked or whatever your way of creating that pain is so huge. Number two, um, I just love the fact that asking it is given. Yeah. <laughs> like the, I mean, the brain and how, how that works. You, you ask for something crazy, how it starts to just show up. <laughs> yep. I, I can, can tell you and, and attest to like, you know, I refer to be, look at my, age. I mean, I don't, I don't post a ton because I think I'm more like marveling at the idea that all this, I still sit here in disbelief. Like I still don't even believe it. The hell so, so do I. I, I feel you, bro. I, I, every I'm day. Yeah. I mean, it's like an odd thing. I mean, you know, because it's like, imagine the universe aligns to start. You just ask, you, you align with what you wanted. You set it right. out. And then all of a sudden it begins to happen. Right. And you see yourself like, how did, I remember sitting there one day, like one of the first days that I realized that like I had gone to a dog pound session 
and I was being supported by potentially one of the greatest companies in the world, right? right. Who's truly there for their people, although they work more than anybody in the world, maybe that's why, whatever. Right. But the insane part is that I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, like, how is this even real? Like, how is it even real? And, and, and then the crazy part is that I committed in that moment. I said to myself, for me, I never want to let anybody down. That was one of like my biggest downfalls, but it ultimately led me to one of my biggest successes. Cause the reality is, is that someone has to invest their time and money to allow me to train at this facility. Right. And then Apple is investing the energy, right. To hold my position thinking, you know what I'm saying? That I'm going to come back eventually when I get through whatever health issues that I'm facing. Right. But people have to work harder. So right. me, it was like on top of all those gifts, right. There was a scenario where it was the perfect way for me to motivate around how I would get to a scenario where I would lose all that weight. Like right. that's how it happened. Like, and, and for me, as I learn more stories about people, I think that sometimes that's what happens for them too. It's just, a perfect scenario right but people are waiting for those when ultimately you have to create it oh yeah always but it's like when it comes and it happens then all along through the commitment of, of losing the weight right because like it was a scenario where it was just so many blessings that it was like all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna push it as hard as i possibly can why wouldn't i why wouldn't i do it you know right so I, I love and, and again that that's that fits so well within um what john and i believe so much in which is number one there's no such thing as a one size fits all right like yeah. there just there isn't like who who can just say well if you just work for apple and you happen to be friends with this guy who connects me with this guy who does yeah. this then then i got it, it. yeah <laughs> but that's the point like that's that's what's so but there probably is someone close to your situation that goes holy shit why am i taking advantage of this right yeah <laughs> and, and, and that's i think the the insane part is, you know, like, like kind of what you brought up is when you just, you know, you kind of hone in on it and focus on it and really like set your mind on something that you want. Then all of a sudden, if you just don't allow the world to like interfere with that and just let it be, we're in a scenario where the universe is at the wheel, right? Don't break right. the brakes. Don't step on the gas. Nothing. Just nothing, ride yep. that wave. Cause what happens is it just begins to create like a snowball of just one that momentum, one miracle. Well, it all, it all comes down to something that we said before um, is basically, you know, you ask the universe, the universe threw it back, but it's, it's more of you um, projecting to the universe exactly what you wanted, manifesting the things that you wanted. You know, you couldn't ask for a better scenario than, you know, your job offering you all this, this help, right? And I'll also, you know, I have a sidebar that I want to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, you said that, you know, they offered you the mental aid, you know, they, they held your position. Did they, did they ever once ask you if you wanted to get weight loss surgery or that they would pay for weight loss surgery? So they, they didn't, um, that conversation never came up. I think because I, I'm, I was like kind of against it. Right. Of course. No, no, I had, whatever. Something up. Cause I would want to at least try. Like I, right. cause I could really like, get, like I, yeah, I could like lose 40 pounds. I could lose 50 pounds. Right. 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 Blow it up so the 40 turns into 80 and then that 50 right. turns into 100, right? Where it doubles right. up. But um, I was in a scenario where that, that conversation never really like came up. And I think it's more because it's such a touchy conversation unless I bring it up. Right. And I think of course. To, to bring it up, right? Because right. it's such a, it, it would be such a difficult thing for them to like have accountability. Like that I said, oh, I offered it to him. Like, so I'm initiating the idea. No, I, I only ask that because I oh, actually yeah. hear more and more 
major corporations like Apple turning around to their employees and saying, hey, if, you know, if, if weight is something that you're dealing with and it's causing such a mental burden on you, you know, we'll take care of the, of the bills. We'll, you know, we'll foot the bill for the weight loss surgery. So I was just, I was just curious if they uh, ever brought that, you know, up to yeah. you or anything like that. Just full transparency. I mean, the doctor um, that I went to, that was like obviously the first conversation. Of course. Yeah. They led to, you know, and, um, you know, it was a, it was a situation where, like, you know, my, my sister had had, like, you know what I'm saying? People I know close to me had all, like, you know, had, had gone through that process. And um, I think for me, when I knew that it was so strongly rooted to a mental health issue, yes. as opposed to it being like, some, like something my body just was not um, able to process, like, you know, whatever the, those health issues are, where it's like a, a thyroid issues, like there's certain right. things people have like slow metabolism, all that stuff. But um, for me, it was, it, like I said, it was just so linked to mental health that I, I truly needed to just like, pause my life stop it and say you know what like in order for you to be strong for the people that you want to be strong for you have to invest it in you right now like and it's amazing that the universe put out its hand like that you know and was like hold on rich you know we got it we're gonna pause it don't worry you can't ask for anything more like you know that is like a perfect storm scenario you can't i mean you know i mean it's little things you know i mean it's like and then right at christmas time like you know you know i'm gonna treat myself i had gotten to like around the 300 mark and you, the weight limit on a bike is 300. You know what I mean? And then right. you know, a homie who was with me and, you know, I was hiking running a lot cause I was obviously going through personal training. And then I started hiking as I got like, you know, under four, I started to hike a lot. And, and, you know, then when I got under, you know, got close to that 300 pound mark, it was, uh, it was the bike. And then I started to do like a really strict, like uh, keto program. Okay. Uh, through keto savage, uh, uh Gourmet yeah. was. Yes. You know, I know. I know keto savage. Yeah came up with this product uh with that same uh that same diet plan so um that was like the craziest person losing the first hundred was like you know just stick to chicken and rice just stick to you know what i'm saying not right you're doing all those things and it's like all right well it's going to get a little bit more challenging now so you might have to shift it out and um between that bike and um like i said just uh you know um like i said that 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 keto program that i was on it was uh it was a, it was a lot of magic and all that stuff was just like I said, it was just timed. Everything was just yeah. so perfect. See, that's what a lot of people don't realize is all what it is is time. It's time and progression, you know, yeah. and, and those two things go so hand in hand. Yeah, and you got to change it up and you got to know, you know, right. I mean? you got to just know what's going on. It's, but I, it's interesting too because like from uh, there's something with – and not everyone's done it this way. So, again, not everyone has to do it this way. However, there is something powerful in like immersion the way you did it, where it's like, right. I got to stop working. I got to do, I got to freeze my entire life and just say, I'm losing 200 pounds. Yeah. And it's That's like, right. some people need to do that. Like not, not everyone, but some people need to do. And it's, did you have, I'm intrigued in your last, so, so what's the timeline? So you've lost two little over 200 pounds in how long? So I, Full transparency. I, I lost it in 10 months and then I like, I let off the gas a little bit, but more for me to understand what it is I can and can't eat. Okay. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Completely reset nutrition, you know? Yeah, so, but I love that. You, 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 oh, yeah. you, you knew what you were doing was not sustainable. Right. And then you go, all right, I'm going to fill some, I gotta, I'm going to start swimming through this to figure some sustainability into it. Yeah. yeah that's it. That, that's exactly what it came down to, you know, is to understand what it is that I can't so, so, so while, so while we're on that subject, actually, why don't we kind of, you know, mosey our way into, uh, what is your lifestyle, Rich? What, we, so obviously we all know the sugar-free rich, um, 
obviously that was kind of like a nod to kicking out the Swedish fish or what was that? Yeah. So uh, what's interesting is, um, you know, I, I kind of knew that I was like highly addicted to sugar. To sugar. Right? Yeah. There's no doubt, you know, and um, as I kind of made my way through, you know, that, that, you know, the really last year and a half um, in about February, I think it was. Um, and I had, I had kind of like made my way out of going to therapy in, in January. Cause I felt like, you know what, like I've, I've overcome this. I know that I can get through this. And I would just want to see what, what would it be like on my own to navigate through without having Huge. Um, this right. I love that. You know, that, that mental health uh, support, you know, and um, I also, at that point, I'll, I'll be transparent with you is I, I did step away from Apple. So I was in a scenario where um, they had obviously offered me the world and they did more for me than you can ever imagine. But the reality is, is that something kept telling me because I was at like 120 pound loss by January. I had said to myself in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, we, if you're going to go back, what, what happens? Like what, what, what would happen if you went back? But something kept literally whispering in my ear, like just keep pumping those legs. Like, right. Think about it. Don't worry about anything. Like you saved up a bunch of money. You're not blowing it all on food no more. Like just stay on the course, you know, maybe you go back to them once you get closer to that goal, but you need, you need to continue to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. um, not knowing that I needed to, because then the world went upside down in March, you know, that, right. I didn't even, that was going to go down, but right. But long story short, um, I, I, I did, I, I had my farewell. I had said goodbye to them. And, um, you know, I was in a scenario where, uh, I was able to, you know, I made a couple bucks doing, um, whatchamacallit. Cause I was still on that course of, like I said, I would train every day. I would ride my bike to the facility. I would, you know, go through a workout, ride my bike back. Then I would go do a, uh, you know, I would hike Runyon, and um, my lifestyle literally was just built around still taking care of myself and you know, making a couple bucks, PA and jobs, or you know, you find odd jobs, just hustle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Bucks. But um, yeah, long story short, I uh, I kind of found myself about three months ago, um, and it probably could have started six months ago, but I was so focused on just getting to a point. But I uh, I actually um, started to do uh, like a meal prep company. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you see, I got a, you know bags of rice behind me. You can see the Kansas stuff all over here. But long story short, yeah, I uh, I kind of knew all along, and I, I think that's the crazy part is that I grew up in food, and I've always loved it. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of ran into a scenario where, uh, you know, I was in this situation where, um, you know, it was kind of like, and I'll, I'll be transparent how it started is that some of the dog pound trainers that because when New York closed, they all flew out to LA and they were living out of a hotel they were in a scenario where I was in a virtual session with them and they were like, yo, where do you eat in LA? It's like so expensive to be able to get food. Like, where are you going out? And they're like, they're like, bro, well, you know me, I don't eat out of restaurants anymore. I'm cooking every meal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I just cooked every meal along the way. And I ran into a situation where I was like, yo, I mean, if you want to live within this realm, which is basically just like what you get from any meal prep, is a protein, vegetable and rice or protein, vegetable, sweet potato. Like I'll cook for you if you want that. So basically, you know, I made them meals. They like put it on their IG and then all of a sudden you like start getting clients. So you start getting one, or <laughs> two, or three. And then like, you know, then all of a sudden they tell their friends and then they tell their friends. It's like, yeah. what the hell is going on? So, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's like, it, it's a scenario where I kind of knew it where all along I said, you know, if the universe gave me so much that at some point I would have to find a way to Take give it back. back. It would have to be health related, you know? So for me, it was always a scenario where, you know, especially like, you know, growing up in Jersey, living in New York, but really in LA, you can kind of like see it because it's so spread out and maps are like so square, but right. long story short, it's like, you know, you can totally see where um, 
you know, some of those neighborhoods are that just don't have access to healthy food. You know what I mean? It was a scenario where, um, for me, like I'm trying to get into those communities. So I just offer like, a, like I said, a protein. So like every day I cook chicken, salmon, steak, and then, you know, kind of give you those same sides, you know, or it's you know, broccoli, sweet potatoes. That's awesome. Spinach. You, sh- you ship it in New York, baby. Oh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm working on But when I went back, I cooked. I was trying to actually link to you to get you a meal. Yo, bro, sure. you let me know when you start shipping in New York. Yeah, because, no, uh, I'm, I'm getting on those sugar-free rich meals. And, and that's a process I'd like to begin. But long story short, it's like a, it's a $10 meal flat rate. And, and, and what I would really love to do is, like I said, just kind of get this, like I said, into communities that just don't have access to healthy food, right? And yeah. I grew up in food. Um, that was something that. Uh, you know, I was blessed enough to, you know, know my way around the kitchen. And, um, you know, like I said, having really like the last year, year and a half to be like on my own, then obviously you kind of like perfect what works, you know, and obviously right. like, for me, it was all about consistency. So I had to right. live within the same realm, whether that was a ketogenic diet or uh, paleo or like even like a short set of like doing like a vegetarian thing for a couple of weeks, like whatever it was that I was doing, I knew I had to be consistent, right? Because that's mm-hmm. just reality. And, you know, you can have those days where, you know, you enjoy or you incorporate food that, you know, like I said, you haven't had in a while, but the reality is, is that there's so many like accessible foods that allow you to feel like you're eating the things that you probably yes. don't have anymore, you know, like, right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as long as you can get to that place and just, you know, kind of like just celebrate with those things, right. Like uh-huh. Piece of cake. My grandmother turned 90. I'm going to have a piece of cake. Right. But I can't like be at the supermarket and see it's a 99 cent piece of cake at the front and be like, I'm just going to take this one home. You know what right. I mean? No, no, of course. You only buy yeah. one. I'd buy like four. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You just run with it. You're in the same bowl. You buy the half cake. You can even buy the food stuff. So you get the half cake. Oh. Yeah. See, okay. see cake, cake and stuff was my, my okay. go-to. At 400 pound David, it was, it was sweets. It was, I mean, it was everything, but cake, ice cream. Look, the, the go-to was Reese's peanut butter cups. I oh, would right. eat. I would eat a Costco size bag almost every single day. Like of the of the miniatures? No, the peanut, the full cups. The full cups. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat a, a twenty four count of Costco bag almost every day. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's the best, man. Like I said, I, oh. and I, I'll be honest. I only turned to these things not that long. I didn't love chocolate and peanut butter together. I didn't even like peanut butter and jelly together. I really? Would eat, yeah, bread and peanut butter. Yeah, I was a weird guy. I don't know. I, it was something. I'll be honest. With you, I didn't eat fruit until like three months. Ago. I never had Until like three months ago. I, I fucking you, love I, you. I I had, and then you know what happened is that you, I didn't eat it through any. I, I, mean, I know. I never even ate a salad. I mean, I never did anything. It wasn't for me. I'm not a. No, I, I feel you, bro. Cook for me to enjoy it. Like if I was gonna eat fruit, it would have to be a pie. You know right. what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. gonna sit there and pick an apple off the tree and eat it. Oh no, a, a thousand percent. Like I wasn't a candy guy ever. I had no sweet tooth my Wait, whole entire life. What I. What were you slamming? I was slamming food, baby. I was slamming pizza. I was slamming buffalo wings. I was slamming Taco Bell. I was slamming. How many pills do you eat at a time? How many pies could you put down? Oh, at my best, probably like two pies, a dozen wings, and a half a dozen garlic knots. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I, w- I was spending $38 at Taco Bell for myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's light work, you know? Yeah, that was light work, bro. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You know, I was so highly addicted. I, I, there's nothing more than a drive through What gets you going more than thinking about going to a drive through Right, like, exactly. All time. And you just don't have to get out the car. Like you don't have to see no bright. The menu is all colorful and you get, you know, you're just thinking about all the new things. They got new items. Even though it's the same ingredients, they're just. Ch- they're new ch- items. Throw together different. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, they just change it up the same ingredient over and over. It's Cerrito. Come on, man. Yeah. That's what I mean. You're going to just take a burrito and somehow get cheese intertwined into another place. Exactly. Bro, and I just heard they just deleted, like, all the potato options from Taco Bell. They took off, they took off like, 10 things off the Taco Bell menu. About the time. Mexican pizza is gone. Mexican pizza gone. Wait, wait. That was one of the best things on the menu. That's what I'm saying. Gone. Mexican pizza. Potato line, yeah, get that out of there. What were they yeah. selling cheese fries for? I never understood it. Yeah, I, I know. like in the phase really to go there to get cheese fries ever. I would just, you know, I would go there to say, because you get cheese fries, just go to Wendy's. Yeah, fact. Put the fries in the frosty at Wendy's. I mean, I could go on all day about fast food. <laughs> so, so could I. It's really disgusting. I love, so, I question for you. So, you lost 200 pounds in 10 months in your yeah. just like unrelenting grind. Yeah. Walk me through it. Because something like that, like that's just straight. The, the term is, is looked down upon, but obsession. That's what that is. No, it's well, called bonkers. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an addict. By okay. nature, I'm an addict. Like, I already know this. Didn't matter what it was. Thank God it never was booze or, like, hard drugs or anything, but I'm, I have a very addictive personality, you know? And the crazy thing is that, like, I think it's learning to cope with what it is. So yeah. I just in a scenario where I was so far on one side of the scale addicted to things that were killing me. Right. I needed to flip it all the way over and live in a scenario where now I have to addict to the things that are going to help save my life. Yep. And then hopefully find yourself in the middle, which is kind of where I'm at right now. Right? So what was a day-to-day in that, that 10 months? What did, what did a day-to-day look like oh. when it came to working? Obviously, we got, you got the working out. You said you biked to the gym. You then worked yeah. out. You biked home. You went on hikes. What was the general nutrition plan of a day? Uh, so um, really in <coughs> That was like pretty lax for that first hundred. Like I said, I just cut out wheat, cut out sugar. Um, and I was really, like I said, I was just consistently consuming, like uh, I would get ground turkey and I would eat eggs and I would eat, you know what I mean? I was just very like consistent. The cheats that I would have, I, I, I can eat like plantains. I love plantains. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is like the greatest thing on the earth is a plantain chip. So Fact. Um, I would slam those. I could eat hummus. Like, you know, I would live it in Trader Joe's. The nice part about Trader Joe's, you go in there, and in the beginning, none of the labels are recognizable. So there's no triggers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything is just a clean. So it's like a safe zone. I would go in there. Right. It's so safe. You go into like any other supermarket, you know, and there's all the bright colors. You can't handle yeah. it. Stay, right? stay. Don't go in the middle aisles. Just stay yeah. on the outside. Just stay yeah. to the outside. <laughs> greatest, greatest tip anybody ever gave me. You know what I mean? And um, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, I kind of um, – like I said, in January, I got a hold of that program and I said to myself, you know what, like, I'm going to go all in on this thing. So that, like, Keto Savage program is very, um, very restrictive on carbs. So it was less than 10 carbs a day. I was even down to a point where I was eating less than five. Right. So in January, it got so restricted that I was in a scenario where I would OMAD and I would, I would live in that, like, very limited um, okay. uh, keto program. So, and for people who don't know what OMAD is, it's one meal a day. Yeah, I was doing one meal a day and I would eat within like a <coughs> within a one or two hour window. So anywhere between like 12 and two, 12 and one, I would eat roughly about like 2,100, 2,200 calories. And like I said, I was weighing the food out. I was in there and I was actually, like I said, just filling the macros, right? Like, But that's so unhealthy. And I think you need to, you need yeah. to eat five meals a day. And if you don't do that, you, your protein absorbs the rates. It's just such a way. It's literally the most hilarious. That's probably like the funniest thing to me in the entire world. It's like, obviously knowing that, yes, every body is different. Mm-hmm. Every right. single body is different. It doesn't right. matter. Like if you're going to go hard, because I was going like a nut. Like I said, I mean, toward the end, 
it was like I was doing a triathlon. Cause like I was telling you, I was riding a bike, I would do a workout, then I'd come back and I would hike. And then I got to a point where my body started like really getting sore. You know what I mean? Like I was getting, and then I had, I had said to the universe, I was like, you know what, I'm going to ride the bike to the beach. So I rode the bike to the beach and I got in the ocean and I never felt better like getting into a body of water. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, I need to somehow get this to happen more often, but I don't have access to a pool. Little did I know, bam, my homie gives me a key fob to his, to his uh, apartment building that's down the street. Nice. Got the pool, started doing a hundred laps a day. I would get okay. in there and I would just start swimming for recovery. You know what I mean? It was like right. the greatest thing ever. So yeah, like I said, it was just like, uh, you know, anytime you needed something, there was going to be a roadblock, right? All of a sudden, like I said, the world tries to put something in front of you, the universe just threw it out of the way. I just had to keep pumping my legs. But that was just the positive thinking. That's the power of positive thinking. I, I, I believe so. I yeah. mean, I'm scenario. No, no, I'm telling you so. I mean, I am telling you so. That's what it is. The power of positive exactly. thinking. I'm living in, I'm living and learning right now, to be honest. Right. See, and, that, and that's, and, and we can go science. I'll go science. I, I love, I love, so I, I was a biomed major in college. My dad's a, a heart doctor. Um, and so oh, like, really? yeah. So like science is huge to me. Like how, like I try to find that balance between theory and bro, like bro science and like, what's, what does the data actually show? Right. And like, people that you hear the word the universe and stuff like this and god okay so that's that's one analogy of what we're talking about if you want to hear from a, a different say you're not a very spiritual person it's called the reticular activating system it's called ras so it's the brain whatever you ask of it it doesn't know it doesn't this is what people don't understand your brain is not your friend it just does what you tell it to do it's it's a mac computer it right. doesn't it doesn't know anything else you ask why you suck and why you why you're fat it's just going to give you an answer. Yep. If you ask yourself, how can I overcome this challenge? It's going to go, Ooh, my buddy's got a key fob. He's going to give me to the pool. Right. Hey, I'm trying to figure this out. Ooh, I'm going to connect to this guy who's going to bring you this. And that's what people don't understand is your brain just will help create the answer you ask of it. So you got to be more conscious of those questions sure. because whether you believe in the spiritual side or not, the science right. side is like, it's, it's two plus two here. Like it's whatever you ask of your, of, of your brain, it's just going to help guide you and find <laughs> You got to have a little help. hundred percent. Oh yeah. You got to have a little help. Oh no yeah. Matter what happens? There's got to somehow be a little help and always, and always. Right. Isn't that what yeah. it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, just to recharge it. You know, my, my help came from, uh, I, I'll never forget it. It's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, my help came from a place that I never thought would be possible. I was, I was my junior year of, of college. I decided that med school wasn't for me and I got into a network marketing company. Yeah. Yeah. And the group of people, Luke, Jamie, these guys, they're still my best friends to this day. They got me hooked on personal growth, reading books like the compound effect, um, rich dad, poor dad, thinking grow yep. rich. Um, and that just, they're they're pushing me to become my best self was the catalyst I needed to stop acting like a little baby and take accountability for your life. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's whether whether it comes from a person or help is definitely needed. Definitely oh, without needed. a doubt. I mean, I I have such a similar story almost to you, Rich. I mean, I tell my story almost identical. Like I I when I almost died in my house in front of my family, like I prayed to God, I prayed to the universe, I prayed to whoever the fuck was listening, you know, give me this second chance, give me another opportunity. And, you know, I woke up an hour and a half later and I knew that I had no other, you know, choice but to follow through with that. 
yeah. um, I, ha- I, I put myself around, you know, more positive thinking people after that point. Um, my, my best friends in life literally refused to hang out with me uh, unless I went to the gym or, you know, unless I ate right, you know, they would physically just not answer my phone calls. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they, they just didn't give me the opportunity to fail. They wouldn't eat with me anymore. You know, just like you said earlier, you know, your role as the friend was to say, okay, well, where are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? That was me. You know, I knew every spot in New York. I knew where to go get Chinese food at four o'clock in the morning. I knew where to go get gyros at two o'clock in the morning. That was my role. But if my friends weren't answering my phone calls, I wouldn't go by myself. That was the thing. I was at my most miserable when I was by myself. I wouldn't eat alone. That's still one of my biggest phobias. I hate eating alone. Like, if, 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 you know, I, if me and my girl are going to go to eat and she turns around and goes, oh, you know, I ate like 45 minutes ago, an hour ago. I don't really think I'm going to eat. Well, fuck that. You just ruined my whole, my whole experience. Like, I'm not even eating now. Like, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Like, it just, it puts me in a bad spot. But that's just my own mental fucked upness that, you know. <laughs> I think that the beauty, though, is that you know you better than, like. Oh, of course. You have to, right? Like, I think yeah. that sometimes we are forced to invest ourselves so much in the lives of those around us, you know, and like in that part of the world, you know, like your family's so tight knit, you know, like, yeah. you know, happy town. So like, you know, everybody right. knows everything about each other, you know what I mean? You're constantly just thinking about everybody else. But the reality is, is that sometimes you just need to take a moment. And, you know, if you think about 33 years about really investing yourself into other people, right? Cause I started this when I was 32, 33 years old, you know, I think, um, taking a year right out of your life to just focus on you in the grand scheme of things, right. To give you another 33 or more, right. right. Like instead of just kind of short, I think there's so much value in it, you know? And I think it's hard because, you know, there's a lot of really, really, really crazy things that are going on right now. Oh but, yeah. But the insane part is that, you know, I kind of like got a head start, right. The way is the way that I look at it, that like I took the time for me, when yeah. now we kind of all are in this realm where the only thing that we really should be thinking about is ourselves. Right? Is ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, they almost like forced us in that because a lot of us were, dude, thinking, you got double time. Like I'm actually kind of jealous. You stopped your own world and then the world stopped for you. And then not only that, I mean, the, the most insane thing is when I was getting close to that, uh, cause I, by like April 1st is when I had gotten close to being able to know that I could hit that 200, right. 200 pound loss, you know? The streets were empty. I got to ride that bike on streets all the that time. I would never even – L.A., it's like yeah. tough. It's all cars. You know what I'm saying? So I was always nervous about riding around on certain streets. It was like the universe just cleared the streets, and I got to ride the most – it was like unbelievable. But that's the thing. It's like you got to find what it is that makes you happy. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, it's funny. I've been following you, and, and it's always just like, yo, it's Rich's time. All the time when I watch, I'm just like, yo, another awesome thing has happened for Rich, that's and it's just – It's like, but and, and then it continues. So I think that's the – that's the crazy part that I would always let someone know is that my story is never going to be the same as you, but I wouldn't want it to be. No. Yeah, of course. Like, no one's story should be the same, right? Like no one's, everybody should have long dramatic novels, right? Not short yeah. stories, beginning, middle, no, you want to be able to have the evidence, but you want to have a exactly. scenario where, like I said, there are ups and downs. There are moments of success. There are moments of failure. There are moments that allow you to be able to know what you're truly made of. You know, and I think that's the, that's the thing that people, um, you know, they constantly lose sight of is that they just see everybody's highlight reel. On yeah. Instagram. <laughs> and that's the problem with social media, but that's a story for another day. So quite, I have a question for you, Rich. How, how was that transition from that hyper-focused obsession of, a, of an unsustainable plan to like, all right, I need to fill some balance. Like how, how did that transition happen 
um, the good days, the bad days, what was kind of your transition to it? So I, I like full, um, full transparency. I ran, I ran into a scenario where, uh, sorry, I, uh, I got a fantasy draft going on. I just got to knock <laughs> Yo, I have one on the side going too. And that's why I've been checking my phone. Like every nonchalant, my bad guys. Just running this out. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, what was interesting is I, um, I had like really was pushing myself like a nut doing all these crazy. And then I, I was still on that like keto program, you know, and full transparency. I had done one of those days and this was like early on where I like early on in like this whole like shift in the world type thing, you know? And, um, I was like, obviously stressing about that a little bit. And I, I like not realized I didn't eat anything. And I had gotten out of the pool one day when I was doing that like swim after and I just like collapsed and I was alone and I didn't even know what the hell happened. This is full transparency. I, I was told maybe a couple of people. Right. But um, half of them, my mother were here, you know what I mean? So, but long story short, I'd like collapse. And I was like, yo, I, I was able to like, you know, eventually get up and all that stuff. But I realized like, yo, you're like pushing yourself to a point where like, especially if you're not giving your body what it needs and you're screwed. So you, you're going to have to like shift it again, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. It, you know, you have to kind of find yourself because you're, you're asking about the shift to get to where I'm at currently or just overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you're cur currently where you're at because you went from that unsustainable, you knew yeah. it, and now you're like, all right, I'm trying to find that balance in the middle. It was only designed to be a 90-day program. So I said to myself, you know what, like, just get to that 90. That's all that, you know, that's all you need to really, uh, you really need to do. And it just so happened it fell at that same point where I was just totally out of gas. But, um, yeah, I, I think for me, like I said, I know that, you know, the, the transition of trying to be able to kick out of things like early on, right, were way more challenging than trying to do it now because it's like you've lost the weight, right? Mm -hmm. right. Where even if you were to go up, like let's say you creep and you, and you gained 20 pounds, 30 pounds, let's just say, you already know what you can do in order to turn it on again. So if you're going to sit there, for me, I know I can't have corn, right? Just don't have corn, but corn leads to butter. And then butter, you know what I mean? There's all these things that don't work well together, right? Like right. being conscious and say, you know what? Like if you're going to have carbs, just try not to have a shit ton of fat with it, right? Right. Like have protein, have it with all the fat you want. Like, just be really intelligent about the decisions that you make and all the knowledge that you've been able to gain. Because that's the, that's the thing is, like, I think we're so scared to, like, just figure out what our body needs in order to be able to be – Well, because we don't want to be individuals. Well, people yeah, so all day all day long people want to be individuals they want to be represented as their own self but when yeah. it comes to the diet cult like okay i hate that word but when it comes to like yeah. living a lifestyle nobody wants to be an individual all of a sudden yeah. they want to do what everybody wants to do i heard that's not well i heard that's not well i heard right. it's like well you just gotta find out what works for you so just right. in time take two weeks three weeks a month and just eat this way just right. find out what happens because you right. can be told, like i said it's consistent. You have to be consistent because that's the big thing about all this stuff, right? And because weight loss, they want instant gratification. They don't of, want individuality. Of course, you know, but I think that that's the, that's the amazing part for me is it's no longer about like the scale or any of the, like it has nothing to do with that. It's just how I feel, right? Because the crazy thing right. is that like, if you really relate it, because if you relate it to whether it's your nutrition, your physical health or your mental, right? If you chase how you feel after you make this right. decision, right? Because it's like, Think about your mental health. When you bottle something in, right, and you just hold it in, it eats away and it kills you. But then you finally, like, let it out, and you're like, huh. Oh, but yeah. Why don't you just let it out right away so you don't go through that thing, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's all about, you know, you're getting all excited because, you know, you know there's going to be cake at the party. You know what I mean? Right. But the reality is that, you know, you go through, you're all excited because there's cake, and then you're eating the cake and you're thrilled, but then after, you're like, oh, why did I do that? It's like, well, why not instead just chase it, chase the feeling of how you feel after. Like if you've made really good decisions all day, 
then you can have the cake and then you're happy that you had the cake. But if you right. really ate pizza and you, you know, like there's just all those things, take me to the workout. You know, I don't want to show up for the workout. Oh, I suck. I got to wake up early. But then you're done. You feel like a million dollars, you know? Right. Of you course. Take the world on. It's just chase that afterthought. I haven't even found a way to be able to describe that any easier. That no, I like that. Chase that I afterthought. Like that. I think that's the fucking greatest way to do it. Is that the thing? It's like we're, Everybody goes through this whole like. I might even steal that from you tomorrow in the caption. I'm gonna be honest. No, 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 because that's that's for me what it was is that like because I've been through, battled the mental so much, but then the, right. the, the relief, like the pressure that just came off, like they pulled out a tooth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Like pop it out and just like, oh my god. But listen, let, let me ask you something. Don't you feel just from the way that you know me and you've had this conversation now? Don't you feel that weight loss in itself, this journey, has been also a mental kind of journey within itself like it helped your mental health as as you know as much as it did your physical health oh i mean it, to me it's a scenario where if they're not in tandem like if right. your mental health and physical health are not constantly yes. in communication like and you let one it's never going to work like nutrition right, right up yeah. the middle like nutrition just has to be something you're thinking about at all, at all times all times yeah you know and i'm super passionate about it because it's like something that i'm aware of you know and i you know i'm not like a you know, don't eat the preservatives. If there's like a word, you, if you basically, if you can't buy one of the ingredients in the supermarket, don't eat it. Right. Yeah. So probably a good way to do it. Hell yeah. Ingredients isn't in there. Don't even consume it. Cause we don't know what it is. We don't know what it causes, but it's going to lead one day to pills. You know what I mean? Right. You know, exactly. At least more pills. But I get passionate about that side, you know, but long story short, like I said, I think that's the insane part is that like, if, if you have to constantly be working at both, you know, right. and the way that it happens is just to like fail admit that you failed, right? And you failed by not having the conversation you wanted to have. You, you failed by not uh, addressing something that was like super important to you, that was just weighing on every decision you made. And, and, and it started to make decisions for you, like a decision that you, you just wanted. And most of the time, it's just letting something out. So what's your position on failure now that you brought up failure? I got to know. I mean, I, I look at this point, I'm trying to fail daily. Thank you. Like, Bang. I to fail daily. Like, Thank if you. it happens in the gym, that's the best part is when right. you're just like, what was that feeling? You know right. what I mean? Like, roll, roll the credits, folks. That's all you needed yeah, to hear. That's all, and you don't even believe, half the time you can't even believe you're going to be able to do something, you do it, then you push yourself in order to not even, be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you fail. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, wor the worst part, the worst place to be is, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine. I don't yeah. want to be fine. Yeah, no. that's it's like I, I got to a point where I, I played everything so scared for so long that at the end of the day, like I said, it's just a scenario where you kind of have to. Like no matter what, you're going to mortgage. Like, you know, if you're going to make a big move, then it may lead to a big failure that takes a little bit more time to rebuild. But at the end of the day, like no matter what the challenge is, anybody can get. If we can get through this time and, 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 and be able to, like I said, keep ourselves like in the right headspace and, and still find a way to, you know, to, to, to take care of our physical health and you know, do the right things and you can conquer anything. You know what if I mean? You can make it, if you can make yourself win right now, you're, you're, you're competing on Mount Everest. Yeah, that's what I'm like. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the reality of the, of the whole thing, you know, and I think, uh, you know, that to, to, to anybody, you know what I'm saying, that's, that, that's, that's struggling because I know there are a lot of people that are and everybody has their moment. Mm -hmm. But it's just waking up, like you said, because that moment where you realize you're struggling might feel like a failure. Right. The day that you can flip it and, and turn it around completely because we're in control of our lives. Yep. Still are, believe it or not. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest feeling ever when you overcome it, you know? Exactly. Every failure turns into success. You just have to allow it to happen and push yourself for it to happen. You know it, bro. There's no doubt. So I have one. I have another question for you. Um, for those that don't know, Rich was in uh, Enzo's music video. He portrayed himself as a heavier set version of himself. 
How was that? What was that like? And actually, besides that, what was the conversation with you and Zoe about you doing that? Well, it was, it was really funny because um, his, so basically, I don't know if you know, his brother directed and shot yeah. that video, right? So right. Um, like everybody kind of, everybody that, because we all live together, everybody like was like held a role in the, in the uh, production team, right? So right. like, they're like, yo, do you know anybody at Apple that could like fit like a nerdy character? You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, I don't know if I necessarily want to like, start asking people if they want to be in music videos you know what i'm saying right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd thing and it's like a conflict of interest so they're like yo can you find somebody i'm like all right i'll find somebody and then i kind of thought about it and i was like well why wouldn't i do it right and i was like well why why wouldn't i step in the character because we knew it was like going to be somebody who like lived in his mother's basement or their garage and they were like a major you know i'm not going to say the word but they're like a huge wrestling fan and they're like no say yeah, the word come on say the word I'm not gonna say. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, yeah. Whatever you know, you know that you're out of love. I am deep down. You know? No, is, of course. It is what it is. But it's funny because um, it was a situation where there was like a funeral scene in it, and then we had gone back to shoot that garage scene, and it was funny because it was like all on the cuff for really the dialogue. Like we kind of knew what it was, but. Um, you know, it was a situation where like I had had braids, so like pulled the the braids out because my hair is real long and like it was like so greasy and oily and we like set it up to be staged where I had like Cheeto finger. It was like, yeah, it was like what I would dream about doing. Dude, if, he looked, he looked around. like a fat, like, I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. He was yeah. a fat mess during the video. I, like, was, uh, he's, he's in an armchair like this. Oh yeah. Like food oh. boxes around him. We put a, we put a little side table there with a, uh, I had a hot plate. Yeah. So I bought a hot plate. One time I didn't pay the gas bill, so they shut it off. <laughs> you have a period of time where you have to wait until – so you have to go get a hot plate. Oh, but I was, like, flipping a grilled cheese. I was, like, undoing Oreos, you know? Yeah. Well, like, the one end would roll around. You'd, like, chase it. And it was, like – like, that might have been B-roll, but that was, like uh, – that was literally one of the funniest um, – Dude, I love it. Like, I still see, I watched the video just for your part. Like, oh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's that good. It was like, yeah. a, you know, it was like, a, uh, you know, I'm wiping the Cheeto dust on the side of the couch. Like, we knew exactly what it was we wanted to do. But, like, deep down, it's because they knew that I love doing that shit. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> you know, the, the shirt was, like, cut off. The gut was hanging out. It was I'm so good. It was so cheetos. good. Oh, it was epic. It was, it was, yeah. it was the most. But how, how did you feel during that? Did you feel like, ah, it is what it is. Like, I know this is me. So, I know that this is okay. So it, it's crazy because at a certain point, you just accept. Of course. Like I just accepted who I was, you know? Right. And um, the external knew that you were just the person who made somebody laugh. You would be the guy, like I said, who, you know, with food. All, you know, there'd be so, so many layers of who you believed you were at that time, you know? Right. And internally, it's like you're just burying yourself. Like, I have to get too you know, too emotional, you know what I mean? Right, of course. The the day, it's like, you know, you, you, you know you're killing yourself. And it's a slow death. It's not like the quick one, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. Slow, you're it's just... It's a slow, agonizing death. That's exactly what morbid obesity or regular obesity is. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, you know, I, I, like, had those moments in it where I knew I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe no one will see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like... <laughs> Maybe, 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 maybe no. no one's going to decide to watch Enzo's music like, video. At the time, I had, like, I had a really good relationship with uh, like my market leader at, at Apple, like the one who ran all the woman who ran all the stores. And like, I was like, because she's like, don't do social media, don't do that. I was like, all right, no problem. She like knew who Enzo was and all that, like knew that, you know, I'd be like in, in videos and posts with him once in a while. And it was funny because it was a scenario where it's like, 
I pulled her aside and I was like, all right, so I gotta be honest with you. We made a music video. I'm just gonna show it to you now. <laughs> You're the first person to see it. But I, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of unrecognizable. I don't think anybody would know who I was type shit. Cause that's all I was concerned about. I didn't even care about having my gut out. I didn't care, yeah. like, you know, whatever. I dropped track. I don't give a damn what happens at that point. I'm so accepting of my body at that point. Right. I was just concerned if it like risked my job. Job, you know? right. Cause I was, we really laid it all in line. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. Oh yeah. It's embarrassing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't really even give a damn at the time to think about it, but uh, yeah, that was, um, that was insane. That Dude, was I mean, but your old self stands the test of time now. Oh you yeah. Know what I'm saying? What I was gonna say is, yeah. There's a, there's a few that I was in. There's another one where I'm like laying out on a chair in front of the house and I'm having the food delivered. I have to yes. Say, I've seen that hey, one. Yes. That one too. It's not as good. Obviously I don't have any parts to speak, but right. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it was, um, for me, like I said, I will always look back at that, at that video, and I'll say to myself, like, number one, I'd be like, "What were you doing? Yeah, <laughs> what were you thinking? You know, yeah. it, wasn't it wasn't like I was doing that at eighteen. It's like, yo, I was like 28, 29. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? And yeah. then you yourself, you're like, you know what? You were just doing whatever it was for your, for your brother, like for your family. You know, if yeah. anybody did anything, you do it. And then you know, it's kind of like there's a scenario, you know, where. You, you, I, I thank God got over the like the numbness of being embarrassed by by my weight. At one point, you almost accept it. You're like, of oh, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Off. Where would I do? You know, you're kind yeah. of thrilled about it. But that was uh, that was one of the that was one of the funniest experiences of all time. No, yeah, no, I love it. I had to ask. I, yeah. I really did. But um, so yeah. I mean, we've been we've been chatting away over now for way it's over crazy. an hour. It's crazy. It's been over an hour already. Yeah, no, I feel like we just started, but um. Before we wrap this up, I do have two really important questions for you that I like to uh, wrap up the podcast with. As soon as you are ready, you let me know and I will fire those away. Please, go. Um, so, you have the opportunity to go back in time and go visit 11-year-old Rich at Chicken Delight. What is a piece of advice that you're giving him? He doesn't know, he doesn't know anything about the future. He has no idea what's going to unfold. Don't fry your potatoes, bake them. Not <laughs> That's amazing. That's what I want. I dig that. Don't fry your potatoes. Bake them. Bake them. No, I, I, sorry. I'm just laughing. No, I, you know, I think, um, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid to speak how you feel. Don't be afraid to, you know, make a decision that seems selfish. Don't be afraid to put yourself in an environment that is, you know, you know, what feels like uncertain to you or that you're, you're, right. you're kind of failing, all those things. Like I would just say to, uh, to just follow the voices in your head and don't let the world kind of interfere with what it is that, you know, your, your mind is telling you. to do. I love that. I, like I love you. that. And so the last question is uh, if you could give three pieces of advice to, you know, someone listening at home, what would those, uh, what would those be? It could be able to add anything. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about late walls. Three solid pieces of advice for the people that are listening right now. That's a this is a, this is a great question. You know, you, these are the ones that you got to text me, like. <laughs> no, I want nope. them up uh -uh. the cuff. I just off the cuff. Um, I would say uh, I, again. I think it comes down to, like I said, just just follow your heart, follow your mind, right? Like know that there's. Like I said, there's angels out there, and although sometimes it's hard to feel like you, you know they're in your life and they're there, um, you you are protected in every way, right? And, and, and make that. that are better for you. Um, as always, I would say stay sugar free. That would be the big one. Yeah. That's you. And um, <clears throat> oh man, this is tough. I rattle off all three. Um, 
yeah, I would say kind of what I would tell you is, is chase that after feeling. I like that one. Like, I, I really, really do. Like if, you, if you don't post that soon, I'm going to get really mad at you. Like, super mad at you. What do you mean? What are you going to be super mad at me? You're going to be super pissed. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm here navigating through the world knowing that, like I said, if that means somebody, some, even one person, let it mean somebody, you take her, I don't give a damn. But that, to me, that's what, that's what it was. That it was like, you know, just, just, just committing to that, not the harp on it, but it's like everything in life gets easier when you just think about how good it feels after. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love like how your positivity just radiates off you. Honestly. It is. It's just, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I, I would hope that you, that you love the idea that it's no longer just externally, that it's also internally. Internally, mm-hmm. exactly. That's like, I think the, the craziest part, because I've always right. navigated through it, but inside you're just dead. Like, or you want exactly. to, you know what I mean? You want to come rest, man. Just keep slamming that keep dominoes. <laughs> Some of the things are supposed to be illegal. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, I'm telling you right now, I, this is between me and you. You might see a video come out soon. Like all the lines at the fast food places are so long now. It's like it's insanity how long these lines are, right? right. I'm in a scenario where I'm thinking about just cooking a ton of meals, like the healthy meals I make, and going in line and like Please. going up to these cars and being like, Yo. don't eat here. Just take this. Just Yo. pull away. You don't even need to know who I am. Just eat this. Just run. What a marketing run, run dude. Ooh, gorilla. Like I'm going gorilla. I don't even give a damn. Like you need like a you need a sugar-free mask, okay, like, like a like a lucha mask. Oh, like a sweet mask with sugar-free, and then I'm handing out meals and just sabotaging everything that's going on. Like oh, I love that, dude. I've got gorilla ideas for all. Like I I, I not that I want to put an end to it or a stop to it because it's like it has to exist. I get it. There's like those things right. always be there. I just want people to not be drones like I was. Like I had to give yes. up my car for a year because if I saw the, the arches or I saw the light, even 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 now I struggle. Like if you drive past a one of these quickie mart type joints, at the uh-huh. gas, they're loaded with things beyond your imagination. Yo, bolas are really good. I don't know if you guys have bola markets out there, but we have oh. them now. Yeah, they're amazing. Is that Long Island, where's that? Yeah, it, it's like it's like a it's like a Wawa, but not a Wawa. They got everything, bro. Everything. It's crazy. I I can't go into one. That's what I'm saying. It's a real prop. I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. They got full-blown delis in there making sandwiches on hot pretzels. Yeah, like, hot pretzels and sandwiches. What is happening? Like, what why, What did we do to deserve this shit? What happened is to this- days of just going to the gas station for a Dutch and leaving? I just, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, I'll never it understand. It used to be that simple. It used to yeah. be that simple, you know? But, we yeah. didn't always have to eat like assholes. Well, that too. <laughs> That's All right, <laughs> All right Rich. Let, let, let the people know where they can find you online. At Sugar Free Rich. Awesome. Yeah, I got nothing else. No, that's it. That's all no, I want. Mic drop. Boom. Yeah. Rich, I, I really appreciate you taking time out I of your day. I'm, being on I'm here. really happy that we did this finally. You're a goofball, and I love it. I agree. So I just go on rants. Like I said, I, you can no, keep... you're you're great. And uh, no, I I'm gonna it. I'm gonna hit you up when I'm in LA because we have to get together. Yeah, we must, bro. And I'll I'll be back over there soon. You know, I, I hope so. It's Halloween out here, so you know I don't know what's going on, but maybe I'll come back if you're still doing it back there. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Take a trip, you know what I mean? Come on through. Hey, listen, I'll be in Atlantic City uh, for Halloween if you're trying to thrill Froggy. Really? Yes, I will. I'm Look at his there. eyes. He's like... I know. I saw that. That's a real one right there. That is a real one. No pun intended. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the Accountable Life Group. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Accountable Life Group. You can follow. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can ask us anytime you feel like it for a link to the ALG community. We have a weekly call every night at 830. And as always, Dave is Dave. I am John. 
You can catch us online. And uh, until next time, stay sexy, stay beautiful. Toodles.